Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my buddy, Robin Boyd, and we are so excited to start the September season uh, with just a crazy old heat wave, Rob. We had 107 out here. They finally canceled uh, soccer practice and the baseball games, but you know what? They played them at 105, but not at 107. I don't know what difference two degrees makes, but apparently a lot. Wow. And here we are. I I just went to the store and um, I had my polar fleece on. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so that just shows you what a few thousand miles will do for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you guys really are are having the heat wave. We are. We are. And it's funny, you know, you talk about that because... Uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some uh, relocation specialists on from Alaska who have been mm-hmm. handling military families relocating to, you know, Jay Bear and the different bases up in Alaska. And, mm. you know, they have such great stories about, you know, when people come from like Alabama, Louisiana, Virginia, Atlanta, you know, and go to, <laughs> to Alaska. <laughs> and that's like me going to your place right now. It's true. Your blood does have to kind of acclimate. It's very difficult to to even plan. You can't always have the same wardrobe. You've got to have, uh, you know, the the different layers. If you go to a different climate, it's really hard. That's where networking well, comes in. <laughs> it is. It's so important because we're going to talk about a little bit about, you know, one of my friends just moved up there uh, last year and she was like, oh, my God, Sandra, I have never had to buy like hat and gloves and boots. And she had to learn the hard way to tip the boots upside down to let them <laughs> drain out and dry out. You know, all those things you take for granted growing up sure. in a cold climate. She yeah. had no idea. Oh, although this is this is uh, the time of year that you like out here, I'll send you some pictures of of our foliage because it is starting to turn out here. We're starting to get some color and starting to get some blush. So it's getting it's getting very New Englandy, <laughs> very oh, very very pretty. We're getting very brown because nobody can water anything with the drought. So all of my roses are brown. I mean, I give them a teeny little bit, just enough to keep them alive. But, mm-hmm. you know, this time of year, normally I have a whole garden full of white floribundas, you know, big, just tons of, ro- you know, white roses everywhere. Sure, and, bees, sure. and they're just all crinkly little brown things. Mm, what about your produce out there? How's, how's your season been for produce? 
Um, everything seems to have gone up in price. Um, mm. I don't know what's going on because I even noticed, like this sounds silly, but like our McDonald's, um, we get the same thing every time we go through the drive-thru. It's like Zachy only eats chicken McNuggets and, mm-hmm. you know, Max will only eat a hamburger, you know, no pickle, cheese only, ketchup. You know, I, we've been ordering the same thing for I don't know how long and it's always been like $9.53. I can tell you for mm-hmm. the two, you know, the Happy Meal and then the kids meal and then I get my diet. Coke. Yeah. It was eleven seventy-five. And I was like, what? Like, you mm. know, sometimes I have it timed out, Robin. I have the five, the ones, the, you know, the, yeah, the, the sure. ready. Because it's been the same for I don't know how long. And I've noticed that, you know, the fast food, not that we eat it that much, but during soccer season, the kids will oh, yeah. and we'll run in in between school and practice or in between doubleheader games and grab a hamburger. Mm-hmm. And it it was always right around 10 bucks and now it's anywhere from 11 to 14. So it's really changed. Wow. And the gas prices out here actually have come down a tad. So you can't even attribute it to transportation and whatnot, because whenever there's a big um, influx in, in gas prices, that's of course when everything across the board goes up. But I don't know about out there, but our gas prices have come down a tad. So, gee, well, ours. Are, well, our gas is three eighty three this morning when I filled up. Wow, I've oh, done three three thirty six. I think was what I. But it was a few days ago. But three thirty six. I paid. Yeah. So yeah, ours is down too. So yeah, it can't be mm-hmm. because of the gas. I don't know. It just, you know. I mean, it's good that they went up in price because I was kind of getting a little lazy with with the sports season, going like, oh, do I really want to cut up all this stuff versus the convenience? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But I noticed cereal went up, too. That was my other frustration. I don't ever buy cereal. And then this year, the kids were like, Mom, we're weird. You know, you have to get us cereal because that's what all the other kids do. So I caved, you know, like a typical mother. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I hadn't bought cereal in like a year. And they were all up in the $4 range. Yeah, they really are. We have some that are that come in bags. It's like a generic. And they're pretty good. But I have to say, our local... um, chain's uh, generic version is very good and you can save sometimes a buck and a half. I, I don't know what uh, some of the um, PXs are getting for, for prices and stuff but like that, but at least our, our generics out here have been pretty good. And then like you do, the Amazon Prime uh, customer, that's always you know, for things like cereal, dog food, all of those things, that's a, that's such a great idea to do that. But it takes planning. It does. It does. And, you know, and I can tell you what I've been cheating because, you know, when you get a kid that goes into middle school, oh, my God, it's like I have to have, you know, Hurley underpants and, you know, I don't know, Vulcan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the Gucci for kids. And, and yeah. um he was so concerned about this generic cereal, you know, he was like, mom, you know? <laughs> and so what I do now, I've actually come to either refill the box or yes. I bought like this weekend, I went and bought these big, <laughs> like clear containers. We have big lots. I don't know if you have big lots, but yes. they have these special pre-made cereal containers and they're great because they keep the ants out. But the best part is, you know, the kids don't know what's in there. If it's Apple Jacks or like, sure. you know, crappy jacks you know know, whatever the the brand is they don't know but I was like holy cow I don't think I ever knew about brands you know until maybe I got to high school I don't know my mom's dead so I can't ask her she'd probably tell you I was a patient yes (laughs) 
I did that as a kid when my mine were kids, and I got to tell you, they knew the difference between generic Cheerios and and real Cheerios. I could not get. The, the fake Cheerios <laughs> passed them. But then again, back then, I mean, we're talking 30, you know, 25, 30 years ago. So generic products have really come up <laughs> in quality since then. But, um, yeah, it, it is hard. But you, you do have to find where you can cut. Everybody does it. They've, they've just got to try and find um, some way to stretch that budget, and it's really hard. It is, it is, and it was interesting you'd say about that because what's happened in my community, and it's always been one of my biggest frustrations, Rob, is these, you know, these soccer games, soccer teams. I mm-hmm. have probably nine, I mean, Max has played seven years, Zachy's played five years. I probably have mm-hmm. 13 pairs of soccer shorts, you know what I mean? And mm. it's like, I've got soccer colored socks, you know, and all this stuff, and it's like, why are we buying new uniforms every year? Because I only have two kids. There's families that have five or six in my neighborhood. The Air Force mm-hmm. family down the street has has four boys, and we were talking in our walk this morning in the park about how insane it is, and we all buy new cleats and new shin guards, and you know, when I was little, we wore pennies. I mean, we were a redneck town, so we didn't even have uniforms. But mm-hmm. when did it become necessary for kids to look like pro- professional players at, you know, third grade? I agree. Do you, is it just that the color scheme has changed or is it oh, that they... every Yeah, every team, every season gets a new team. Like the baseball teams, Zachy's been an Astro. He lo- loved to say Astro because it had the word ass in it. And um, <laughs> he'd go, I'm an Astro, get it? Um, and then he was a Yankee and he was a, um, he was a Dodger one year. But so they get a, a team cap, yeah. which I don't mind. We wear caps a lot, but... Then they want to put their names on their jerseys, and it's like you're out forty bucks before you blink an eye. On top of the two hundred and fifty dollars it is to play the sport. Wow, I was going to say because we in Scouts sw- have swap days. So if you want to swap out, uh, say a brownie uniform for a junior uniform, you can, or the other way around, I should say, probably the you can do that. And we have kind of swap days. And um, but if you've got your name imprinted on the on the jersey, then that makes it kind of hard to do that. Yeah. I know. I, you know, I'm like, cause then, you know, they grow out of it too. So what do you do with it? I mean, I stuck one on a teddy bear cause I didn't know what else to do with it, but then I got three more folded up in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. But the cleats and the, and the shin guards and everything should be able to be, um, swapped out. Couldn't you? You would think. I mean, I know there's a there's a mom on Facebook that's trying to get a group together to swap out, you know, because the cleats are expensive. You know, it's like 20 bucks, you know, for each kid and the shin guards and stuff. And I mean, thank God. I mean, I know this sounds awful, but, you know, Max grew out of everything and it was a fortune. Mm -hmm. Zachy's small. So we're on the third year with the same shin guards. But it's not like they play professionally and they get that banged up. You know what I mean? It's like. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, maybe if you're on base or whatever, there could be somebody who's like, you know what, I'll be willing, you know, maybe we can all get together because my girlfriends and I get together and we did that with maternity clothes because maternity clothes are so expensive. And so Mm -hmm. we would swap and I had a big bag, a garbage bag. I kid you not that I handed to Christy when she was pregnant with her baby, you know, Christy from mm-hmm. my old motherhood talk radio. Oh, right. Right. And then she handed it on to her cousin, you know, and this just bag of clothes, you know, went from person to person because it's a fortune. 
Mm, yeah. You know, Sam, we've got a break coming up, um, and I want to let everybody know that we have Michael Russer coming on with us today. He's the Managing Director of Go Army Homes, and we're going to review their latest publication, the Go Army Homes Cookbook. I'm so excited. I can't uh, wait to get my hands on my copy. Um, before we go to break, I wanted to direct everybody to Building Homes for Heroes, Org. They've got a number of events coming up, and this organization was founded in 2006, and what they do is build or modify homes and gift them mortgage-free to veterans and their families. They've got three events coming up um, in the southern Florida area, so I encourage everybody to go and see when they've got a golf outing, they've got a concert coming up, and a um, sporting clay shoot coming up in November. So do check them out and then stay tuned because we have Michael Russer on the other side of our break right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Don't go away. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Wise Up Radio. Leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. kids do you think you're creative do you want to be don't have enough time for your arts crafts and hobbies or do you just need a kick in the pants hi i'm mark lipinski the host of creative mojo with mark lipinski right here on toginet radio come on and join me every wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week hey need ideas how about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and I am pleased to introduce Michael Russer of Go Army Homes, because uh, he has produced with his company this Go Army Homes cookbook, and the thing about it, Robin, it's like an elephant. It took like two, two and a half years of gestation (laughs) to give birth, Um, but... He kept at it despite lots of different issues, trials, tribulations, people dying. I mean, it was crazy what was going on to get this cookbook produced. And it was fun for me, Rob, because it you know, most people don't realize when they buy a cookbook and open it up just how much work goes into producing a cookbook. And I think there's a lot of women out there that go, oh, I'd like to make my own cookbook someday. Um, have you ever thought about making a cookbook, Rob? Yes, yes, I have a number of times for various organizations. And you're right, it is a lot of work, uh, not only to collect the recipes, but the backstories and the and testing and making sure that the recipe works right. Yeah, lots of, lots of, lots of work. Yeah, and, um, you know, but the end result is worth it. You know, when I got a copy of it, you know, uh, you know, you thought I gave birth to it. It was just like, I was like showing everyone. I'm like, look, look, look. And I'm sorry, Rob, that your copy rode around in the back of my car for two weeks. <laughs> That's okay. I'm looking forward to it. I saw the beginnings of it. So now I was in on the beginning stages. So now I'm excited to see the final product. Me too. And I'd like to thank everybody, all of our listeners and uh, social media followers who submitted recipes. I think I got over 1,100 or something like that sent in. Remember when that crazy filled up my inbox? I was like, oh, no. What do I do now? It's wonderful. It was super fun. So I'm, I'm excited to bring on Michael to talk about this because this has been a long time coming. Welcome, hey, Michael. Michael. Are, you there? Oh, are you waiting for me? Okay. <laughs> I am. Okay. You were busy reading the cookbook. I know you. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it, this was definitely like giving birth. And, uh, Sandra, you were so much part of that. Uh, it, it, it First of all, you just gathering all those recipes, which came from so many different Army families. And, and, I, and I think it's important to note that these aren't just recipes. These represent the stories behind the recipes. These are the favorite dishes of the finding men and women and the families that make these recipes for them. And it's there's a lot of warmth and love behind these, these recipes, uh, in addition to being very delicious. But I have to say, it was a lot of work, and I know you just worked your butt off on this. Uh, you vetted over, like you said, uh, I don't know, about 1,100 different recipes, and uh, I know your whole kitchen was turned into <laughs> into a test kitchen, and then you did the photographs. I mean, it was just quite a production, and it couldn't have happened uh, without your work, w- without a doubt. It could not have happened, and, and yeah, it was a lot of work. It was. Well, you know, and it was interesting, Michael, when I get these recipes, and I think I got over, like, I want to say 75 brownie recipes. I kid you not. From brown, brown 
blonde brownies, white brownies, white chocolate brownies, like white chocolate chip, you know, with all the different combinations of pecans. There was one like a pecan caramel. And it was so hard because I would sit here going, you know, where do you draw the line at a brownie? You know, you've got a brownie with pecan caramel topping. You've got a brownie with a uh, one had a, uh, a like a crunchy glazed walnut crust. I mean, just fantastic from marshmallows to nuts to it was really really hard to choose some of these i mean i could have done that cookbook you know with a thousand pages in it oh yeah i was just going to say it's a good thing you were vetting the recipes because when it comes to brownies uh the whole cookbook would have been brownies uh for me (laughs) uh it just (laughs) i I, you're describing these brownies and i'm going my, my mouth is watering um yeah yeah it's it's just amazing i know there's so many different recipes and but it's, uh, you know, it it's just, you know, it's, it, 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 and this is, I call this book the, the, the little cookbook with a big heart because that's really what it is. In fact, it was uh, specifically designed, uh, thanks to you and your team, to be uh, travel worthy because, you know, it's these, these families are constantly traveling. And, you know, they, they want to bring uh, their cookbooks with them, but it's hard, if not impossible. they got to pack them away. This is a cookbook that'll fit in someone's purse. And uh, another nice thing I hear about it, uh, which I'm glad we went in this direction, is because it's wire-bound, it opens up flat. So that it makes it really easy for people to, to uh, make the recipes as they're looking at the book. And so I, I keep hearing this over and over again, how much they love those two features. Michael, let me ask you, because Go Army Homes is a real estate um, support for Army families. And mm-hmm. how did Go Army Homes come to decide that a cookbook would be a good venture for them as an organization to present? Well, uh, <laughs> we're going back, what, two, two and a half years at I minimum. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me see if I can remember it because it's, it's dim in my memory now. Uh, you know, uh, I It's think a diversion. I mean, it's really yeah, a diversion. It's, it's not expected. It, no, it isn't. And um, somebody actually suggested the idea to us outside of the organization and, uh, you know, the, the owners of the company started looking at each other going, huh, you know, that's not a bad idea. And because, you know, we're, we're constantly working with these families and helping with them with their PCS moves. And and so that means we're pretty tied into the stories that they have and and the, the trials and tribulations and, and some of the more tender moments. And a lot of it is based around food especially the the favorite recipes that that they've created you know for for their fighting men and women mm-hmm. and so we thought you know what why not this would be something kind of special and so that's kind of how it came about you know yeah. just asking the question why not i love why not <laughs> why not <laughs> yep. why not but you're right, because it is a story about families. It's not just recipes. And when you stop and think, sometimes the one thing that is that touch of home is always based on food. It might be a care package that has those favorite brownies or or the party mix around the holidays or whatnot. And that seems to always be the one uh, 
uniting element in our lives is is remembering those recipes and that to me just makes sense but it it does after you think about it but that that initial um gee let's make a cookbook probably was not what you expected to be doing with go army homes no it it wasn't and it ended up being a lot more work than we expected but that's okay the end result was worth it and again uh, thanks primarily to sandra and her team i guess i we couldn't have done it without her and uh, uh but you know this is this is another thing about this cookbook is that the way it's designed i thought was so clever I didn't do it. Someone else. And I think, Sandra, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the design ideas came from you and the the pink camouflage cover and and, uh, the dog takes and all that. I mean, this is really a very cleverly designed and attractively designed cookbook. And so it's a it's it's, you know, it's a keepsake as well as being a practical cookbook. Well, and I had a ball naming the recipes because Rick and oh, I sat yeah. down with a bottle of wine and a couple beers, and you know, you know, because we, you know, we didn't think it was fun to have, you know, just like, um, you know, like cream puffs. So we changed them to, you know, camp swampy puffs. You know, you know, knowing the insides and, you know, the funny things that we, um, you know, we call different bases and and um, like Fort Wachukas, Fort Hoochie Coochie, you know, things right. that only insiders would know. And I think that was to me the most fun because we were just laughing, having the best old time, knowing that it was a tribute to the, the unique language used by the military. Absolutely. And I'm I'm looking at one of the recipes now that my girlfriend made for us, uh, boot camp beans. And oh, my God, they were so good. <laughs> they were so good. Oh, and, and she made it and looked just like the picture on the, on the recipe. And so, you know, I, I have to emphasize these recipes are good. I mean, I give this book to some friends and they're going, oh, my gosh, I want to try these. And and again, the names that you guys came up with. Uh, were just something else, like GI wings for uh, spicy chicken wings and uh, MOS bread. And I mean, just goes on a sea ration soup. <laughs> and then uh, farmer armor country bread. I mean, come on. You guys must have had more than one beer. That's all I can say. <laughs> That is well, very creative. Butts to nuts came. Butts to nuts made it in there, and uh, you know that's how where that one came from. That was probably beer number three. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. And and then you know we're also very fortunate to have some some pretty high profile people, um, you know, endorse this book. Uh, of course, uh, Lee Woodworth, a CBS News correspondent, um, she wrote the forward to the book, and we're very very grateful to her for doing that. And then uh, also we have uh, a number of other people like uh, Carolyn uh, Blaschek, who is uh, Operation Gratitude, the founder of Operation Gratitude, which uh, we are very pleased and honored to be affiliated with in a sense that every purchase of this book, one dollar of the purchase price goes to Operation Gratitude. And they are doing such an incredible job with that. They certainly are, and I'm so glad that that um, that is a part of this book and the purchase of this book. On the other side of the break, let's talk a little bit more about what was intended 
detailed in <laughs> Sandra's kitchen to decide which recipes were going to go in the book and all that went into uh, the test kitchen of the Go Army Homes cookbook. Today we're talking with Michael Russer, Managing Director of Go Army Homes, and we're reviewing their newly published book, the Go Army Homes cookbook. Lots of luscious recipes, but lots of warmth and heart involved as well. I hope we'll tell you right where you can get your copy after the break. Stay tuned. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Michael Russler of Go Army Homes, and we are talking about the cookbook uh, that they produced, and I had a big hand in it. Rob, I know you did too, so we're all very proud of the cookbook that's available on Amazon. Michael, what's the price for the cookbook? 
The price is $19.95, and the easiest way to find it is just go to GoArmyCookbook.com. GoArmyCookbook.com. It'll take them right to the Amazon page, and they'll see uh, just a, a ton of reviews already that have come in. Uh, this, people seem to really, really love this book. Sandra, tell us a little bit what went on in your kitchen as far if you had 1,100 or 1,500 some odd recipes come flying in your inbox, how did you cull through? We'd have to have um, three versions, of, you know, 1,000 pages each. Well, yeah, Sandra, also what I want to know is who ate all that food that went into the test <laughs> kitchen? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, what I did is, is you know, every recipe that came in, you know, that was complete, because we did get a lot of incomplete ones. Like, they didn't have, you know, they just had the ingredient list, but not, you know, the amounts, or they didn't have instructions with it. So, you know, we pulled out of that. We probably had close to 800 at that point that were viable recipes. Then I, we printed them all out. And um, put them on my kitchen table, and we organized them by, like, entree and appetizer, dessert, main meal. And then within those, I went with these clips and post-its, and I clipped all the chicken recipes together, all the beef recipes, you know, the chocolate ones, the pies. You know, I, I went and looked at a cookbook, and I had worked on other cookbooks before, so I started sorting them out. And when you, you kind of organize the herd like that, it's actually not so bad because you sit down and you look at all the chicken recipes, you know, at one time. And then the next deciding factor that I went through was I looked to see what was available on a typical base because the problem with a lot of the recipes that came in, like there was a bunch that came in from Hawaii and they looked really, really good, but they required things like fresh coconut and they would write like, it's just not good. You know, if you don't have the fresh mm -hmm. coconut, well, a lot of us can't get fresh coconut or there were some middle Eastern recipes of all things that came in mm -hmm. From people who had served overseas and come home and, you know, made their own version. But again, trying to get tahini or sesame paste or um, if there were spices in there that weren't readily available, you know, I, I would go into the grocery store and I went to like Ralph's and Vaughn's and looked around and if they didn't carry some of this stuff. As much as those recipes were outstanding, it's mm -hmm. really frustrating to have a recipe and you don't have the ingredients. Hmm. Maybe the next version would be an online version and call it regional specials or something. It's a, it's a shame to not utilize them in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know, we yeah. can release them at some point. But. <laughs> I love that. That's, a, that's, that's uh, you know, I, I, I think we're cookbooked out, actually, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, it's like Sandra said in the beginning, uh, when you put something like this together and want it to be real professional, really engaging, something that people not just, you know, it's not just about the recipes, but something that's great to look at. And uh, and use and show your friends and uh, even give as a gift because it's it's really kind of designed for that as well. Uh, it takes a lot of work, and it's you know it's not just about the recipes. It's about how they all kind of come together. And you guys did such a wonderful job on that. But I'm not sure I'd want to do this again uh, anytime soon. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, gosh. It is an awful lot of work. So well, then what about the photographs, Sandra? Well, then, then okay, all right, you missed a step here because once you call the herd, you know, and you've got, mm-hmm. you've got the, you know, two or 300 recipes that you want to use, well, then I started cooking them. And I would, the, I used the test tummies. I, I have a lot of kids um, over at my house after school because I'm the one mom in the neighborhood that works from home. And most of the moms that are not stay-at-home moms that are working moms have to drive into the city. So it's not that uncommon that women are stuck in traffic and they say, or some husbands, hey, can you pick up so-and-so and he can stay at your house just for 15 minutes till I get off the freeway, which is really great because then the parents don't stress, the kids don't stress, the school doesn't get mad, you know, so it really works out nice. And I have a van that seats seven, so if I pile in mm-hmm. a couple more kids, who cares? So I was making these recipes, and so I would just dish it out um, with not only my kids, but all these little kids. And then because I own a company out of my house, uh, you know, we had a couple uh, with three Army guys, um, a Marine and a National Guardsman that worked for me on a regular basis. And I will tell you, they were always up for eating. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't think Rick turned down a meal ever. Um, but yeah, so I did. I would cook them, and then I invited some moms over for a couple weekends, and we all brought our own ingredients, and we cooked up the dishes, and then we split it up, and then we'd say, "Well, you know, this one was really salty, or this one, eh, my kids didn't like it." So, if one parent didn't like it, we just booted it out. It was that simple. It's, it's, you know, because we had so many and we could afford to be picky and mm-hmm. there were just some home runs that you, you read the recipe and you knew it was going to be a hit. Like my mom's mac and cheese, everybody who mm-hmm. has made that just, you know, and I think it's a mac and cheese recipe, you know, originally from like the Joya pasta box in the seventies, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, my sister told me, she's like, you know, that came right off the box. That wasn't mom's recipe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But but I grew up with it, and when we made it, a bunch of the moms were like, "Oh my God, my mom used to make this!" So it was really kind of fun and interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How well, you must have had food for like months after that. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I froze a lot of it too, you know, because I cook on Sundays. Like, you know, and this is a working mom trick that I learned uh, when I was in college and I boarded with a family during my teaching newspaper internship. And this lady, Lucy Lightfoot, loved her to death. Um, She would go to church in the morning. She would shop for all of her stuff for the week. Then she would cook all of her meals. She'd cook a roast beef. She'd cook a, a chicken. She'd make a couple casseroles. She'd cook her noodles and her rice. And then she would combine everything in these anchor glass. They still sell them today, you know, at Big Lots. Anchor glass. Yeah, like a- I know what you mean. Yeah, like a glass pan with a plastic lid on it. You take the plastic lid off, cover it with tinfoil, and put it in the freezer or put it in the oven. But you can make all your meals. Like, And the nice thing about that is you only have like pots and pans to clean up on one day. And then I just pull those meals out during the week, and I either heat them up, throw them in the oven, whatever they're required to do, and we, we eat very well without me having to cook every night because that would that would cause me to like my head to spin off <laughs> you, you know sandra i remember some of the recipes that you were talking about and i don't think they made it in the book but were very unusual in the way they were prepared and i remember something about a um a jar 
pumpkin pie or something oh, yeah. like that. Um, yeah, the pies in a jar. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just caught my imagination. And uh, I, I was kind of sad they didn't make it into the cookbook, but I think there was a reason why. You you gave a reason why that there was. I can't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah, we gave the reason why because we these were these were the spinoff of a pumpkin pie in a jar. And when when troops are sent overseas, it's fun for you to cook the pie shell in the bottom of a jam jar you got to clean them and sterilize them first and you put the pie crusts push it down the bottom and then and then you add the filling and you put the filling in and it could be a pumpkin pie blueberry pie raspberry pie whatever and you can even put like the you know a cream like a whipped cream on top and then you seal them and boil them uh well you cook them and then you have to seal them and boil them like you would canning and jarring. And what happened with those recipes, and the reason we didn't include them is is a couple of the moms didn't, um, they weren't as diligent, they weren't used to canning. So they had made these jars, and then when they put them in the fridge, a couple of the jars cracked, and then one of the moms put them in the fridge, and she left them there, and she didn't seal them right, and they they molded, and they, they just, they went sour. So we were more afraid of making people sick and left the canning recipe you know, you can cook these things and serve them right in the jars to kids. They're really fun, you know. But to lid them, can them, and, and seal them for, for long term, I thought felt took like more than your typical uh, recipe. And they're not, those things aren't really made to eat right at the point. They're made to store and made to ship. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see how uh, that might cure someone's uh, taste for pumpkin pie, like for the rest of their life. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Did that pumpkin pie just move? Um, hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, we I think do it have videos. Legs. I don't know where the videos are. We can put the videos up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, that's a good reason not to do that. Yeah, but I thought it was very intriguing, very, very intriguing that uh, some of the creative ways some of these recipes were prepared. I mean, I just and, you know, what killed me is that every time you're talking about some of these recipes, I, I have this, you know, Pavlovian reaction. My mouth just, you know, starts watering and I, I, I can't help it. They're that good. Do you have some recipes in there that are, say, um, cooking for two type recipes and then some for big families? Is there a nice gambit in there? They're, all of them, Rob, are pretty much sized so that you can easily you can easily cut them down. You know what I mean? It's like nothing nice. that we put in there was too complicated. That was another sure. thing. I'm glad you brought that up because it gets very complicated when you have two kids or sometimes with many blended families, you can have a Tuesday where you have two kids and a Wednesday where you have five kids. Right, right. It is a challenge um, sometimes adjusting because if it says one egg but you only need like really a little bit, that's when it gets a little complicated. Today we're talking with Michael Russer and Sandra Beck about their recent publication, Go Army Homes Cookbook. Um, it is available at Go armycookbook.com we suggest you visit there and get a glimpse of the book and I, I think on Amazon you can at least get a, an idea of what the pages look like and how nicely laid out they are um, I know when I'm cooking you just want that information clear and concise so do check it out we'll be back in a moment with Michael Russer
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for B-Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Then join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget on TogiNet Wednesday nights, 9, 8 central. Do you want to recreate a truly connected relationship or wonder, how do I tell my kids about things? Join Lou Paget, one of the world's best-selling authors in the field of sexuality, a certified sex educator and sought-after expert for all media and her renowned expert guests as they discuss anything and everything about sex that impacts our lives and our families' lives. For more on Lou, check out her website, loupaget.com. This is the show where the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health can finally give you the answer to that question. Join us for Sex Talk with Lou with your host, Lou Paget, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've been visiting with Michael Russer of the Go Army Homes Cookbook. You can find it on Amazon. Just type in my name, Sandra Beck. You can type in uh, Linda Jefferson, who's the other author on the work. You can type in Go Army Home Cookbook. It's all there. You can find it. It's a great book. Um, A lot of thought and effort went into this keepsake book. Like Michael had said earlier in the show, it's a small little cookbook uh, that has a giant heart and uh my my thoughts in particular when helping put this book together was that i got so tired of lugging things around move after move so when we first talked about making the cookbook i was like this needs to be small it needs to be where you can rip the pages out you want to keep and throw the rest of the book away i know that's wasteful but when you're charged by the pound to move from place to place and you've got to lug a box of kitchen cookbooks 
I will tell you, being able to rip it apart, throw it in the drawer, throw it in your purse, it's it's tiny and small, so it really, um, it's not that small, but it, it really is made for the on-the-go family. And Rob, I just wanted to put that out there because there's so many cookbooks that I've been involved with that are so beautiful, but they're heavy and they take mm-hmm. up space. And then you can't find the recipe you're looking for. They're almost like they're there to read. And this is actually a cooking person's cookbook. Mm. Yeah, how did, definitely. I was going to ask, how did Lee Woodruff come to uh, write your foreword? I asked her. That's awesome. I'm just curious what her, <laughs> if it was just a matter of if she was involved in uh, in some other way, or how, if there was a uh, if there was a connection. Well, she does. Yes, she is. um, You know, her husband, Bob, uh, you know, is very famous and and has, you know, been a uh, an advocate for the military family uh, for many years. And Lee has they have their own charity, their own organization. And, um, you know, I just I was I met her and talked to her with respect to Shining Service Worldwide and a couple different military charitable organizations. And, you know, she's a mom and she's come out very publicly talking about family life. And since Bob was injured, you know, mm-hmm. reporting in the first uh, I think it was the first Gulf War, um, you know, we've we've I, I just really admire her and I admire her for, you know, keeping her marriage together, raising her kids. And I thought, you know, she's a perfect example, even though she's not a military uh, family, um, you know, person herself, her husband was course, you know, a military correspondent for, you know, ABC covering when he was injured. So, Mm. you know, I just felt it was a good match. Perfect. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. (laughs) (laughs) How do we segue from there? (laughs) How much I am impressed by her, how much I enjoy her, you know, and I was like drifting off and then I realized, oh, we're still on the air. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. There's so many, like you say, there are so many elements uh, as far as contributors. Um, This, this is really a very special publication. It really is. And you you wouldn't believe how much editing went into this. Oh my gosh! You know, I would have thought you know we could you know put it through two or three editing cycles. It must have gone through ten, and just to make sure it was right. And um, no matter how many times you have people look at it, they're always going to find something. So we just kept putting it through editing cycles to make sure it was right. Because again, this is more than just a group of recipes this this is a keepsake it's it's uh, something that has uh, so many stories from so many families tied to it and and it's got the warmth of of the love that these families have for their fighting men and women and that that really shines through so we wanted to do it right but you know every aspect of this thing took a lot of work and uh but in the end it was very much worth it. And, and uh, you know, so much thanks goes out to you, Sandra, your team, and Robin. I know you were very heavily involved, especially in the beginning. And uh, I'm just telling you, it was just a, it, it was a big, big effort. Uh, and uh, it paid off. It really did. It, with, with, with this uh, book, uh, uh, how it came out, what it looks like. And you know this, 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 the design. Still, everybody looks at the design, going, "Oh my gosh, this is so 
cool. Uh, you know, in addition to the military uh, you know, uh, names for the various recipes, which I just, again, think are a hoot, uh, you've got the, the motif. And, you know, maybe you can explain a little bit better than I can, Sandra, that, that, that design motif that, uh, that we ended up with. Well, you know, we, we went back and forth. Uh, we wanted this to be more than just your typical cookbook. And, you know, so we went around and round in, in designing the pages so they really had a military theme and flavor. Because, you know, there's a couple other cookbooks out there. There's one, I think it's the Army Wives Cookbook. And it's a really big, pretty cookbook, and it's got a pink cover. But when you open it up on the inside, you know, I, was, I have a copy of it, and I, I like the cookbook. But I was a little sad that it didn't have that military flavor that I was looking for. And so when we were working on this cookbook, and I'm not dogging the other cookbook. It's a wonderful cookbook. It's just different. It's not what I would have created. And so what was fun about this is, you know, we we were able to play with the design, the look and feel, and have, you know, a banner up there that looked like a flag flapping on the base. And, you know, we put the military time for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Instead of saying breakfast recipes, you know, we, you know, we had 0700. Um, we were able to play with a lot of these things. And then to make the interior pages, I think we spent months on that, Michael, trying to get yes. it to look the way we wanted it to look because we didn't, we weren't interested in volume. We were interested in creating a keepsake. We're interested in creating something that when somebody who has served in the military or has a family member that serves in the military that buys this for themselves or buys it as a gift knows that thought went into every single page in honoring our military family. And that's why the cookbook came out, I think, as great as it did, because there's just heart on every page. And there's it, it's just, you know, you, you, you this book could have been enlisted, you know, at the rate it's going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You who know, do you, the, which, I was going to ask, who right. do you attribute uh, to the photography? It's a group effort, you know, some of them were my photographs, some of them were other mm -hmm. photographs. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't a, a, a um, I don't, I think the photography turned out beautiful, Michael, but the photography was the last on my mind. You know, the whole thing was the layout of the pages and then the recipes and the people that were chosen to be honored in there. I, you know, so that it's funny. That's a question I've never been asked. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, the, the the photos are beautiful, uh, but they're complemented by the uh, by the. Um, uh, you're gonna have to hang on here a second. I, I, I have. There we go. I have my window open because it's so hot here in Santa Barbara, and and uh, the gardener uh, just decided to uh, turn on the blower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, some of the things we do on radio. But anyway, um, yeah, the photography is beautiful. But I, I think the way that uh, the book is laid out internally is just so beautiful. And uh, it, it, uh, it just it all kind of came together. And, you know, one of the things I want to suggest to the listeners out here out there is that you know, this book is not only a keepsake for yourself, but I think uh, as the, as we approach the holiday season, um, Sandra, what do you think about this as being, you know, a gift that they can give to other people? I mean, what do you what are your thoughts about that? Well, I know I have my fifty, so yeah, I they I think they make great gifts, and um, I think that 
it's a cool way to honor somebody who is serving. It's a cool way to honor the family that's keeping the home front fires burning. Um, I think it's neat for anybody who anybody who's had it like for me i'm a multi-generation military family so i think anybody's gonna dig it because they're gonna not only like the recipes and that's what you expect of a cookbook but this is fun to read it's fun to look at and um i think that's what makes it the best gift because you know there's only so many camouflage lunch boxes you can buy and camouflage bags mm -hmm. and you know but this is the the only like camouflage cookbook um and that it's in pink camouflage, you know me, that that just made my day. So yeah, yes. I think it's um I think it's a great gift. I think it, it's I think it's reasonable to say this is probably the most unique cookbook anybody will ever get or give as a gift. I, I think it's uh it's it's reasonable to say that, actually. Yeah. Perfect. I just wanted to Perfect. really real quick, Rob, before you close yeah. the show. I just wanted to bring up, it's the Bob Woodruff, that's W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F -F Foundation. I think I called her Lee Woodward, so I'm so sorry, Lee. Um, but it's Bob Woodruff Foundation, and he was injured in 2006. Um, they, Aaron just passed me over some information to correct me, so I wanted to make sure that it was correct. He was a, a news anchor. Uh, for ABC in January of 2006 when he was hit by a roadside bomb while covering the war in Iraq and he had a traumatic brain injury and that is the reason they stand up uh, in their foundation for awards for support among veterans and military service members and that's why Lee uh, was chosen for this book and I just wanted to make that clear because I thought I gave an awful answer. <laughs> I thought she was a, a remarkable person to do the foreword, and I, I wanted to make sure that um, we gave her that that honor. So um, very good. I'm glad to know BobWoodruffFoundation.com. And we want to repeat again, GoArmyCookbook.com is the best place for you to find this cookbook. It's 19.95, and don't forget that one dollar of every cookbook purchased will be donated to Operation Gratitude, which annually sends over 150,000 care packages filled with food and products and items for our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines that are deployed overseas. Michael, thank you so much for giving us your time again this week and uh, for uh, being behind this wonderful publication. It's amazing. It's my pleasure. Thank you both for having me. And thank you both uh, in particular for being a big part of this because it, it couldn't have happened without you. It's that's, it's great. We're so glad to uh, be able to share that with everyone. Don't forget, next week we'll have another great guest for you. Do tune in. And uh, if you've missed this show or any of our shows, always find them at militarymomtalkradio.com. We are free on iTunes. And you can always find us right here on the Toganet Network on our show page, militarymomtalkradio.com. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We look forward to seeing you all next week.